Sports 56, WHBQ Memphis, and W253DF Memphis. Flynn Broadcasting Stations. Joining Brian and Brett now on Sports Time is National College football writer for CBS Sports, Memphis native and Tennessee grad, who you can find on Twitter X at David W. Cobb. It's David Cobb. David Cobb joins us now from CBS Sports to talk college football and college basketball. David, thanks so much for joining us. And I want to start off uh, with the the Memphis Tigers basketball team and what they have done over their last two games. Uh, Debut in the top 25 this week at number 23. What did you make of that performance on really a loaded Saturday in college basketball against the 13th ranked Clemson Tigers? Yeah, how about them Tigers Man. finally getting ranked? You know they deserved it. I That's thought right. they should have been ranked a little bit earlier after the uh, their their uh, tropical trip where they went two and one. But then I guess the loss to Villanova was so lopsided that the voters couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, man, that's a, a great win over Clemson, a great win over Texas A and M, and another big opportunity coming against Virginia. So to see this team. Round into form, maybe going to be, well, almost certainly going to be adding Naquan Tomlin. Uh, so it's, uh, I think it's a good time uh, to be a, a Tiger basketball fan. They, they've taken care of business, right? Like, would you have loved to have won at Ole Miss? Sure, absolutely. Would you, have, would you have liked to have had a better performance against Villanova? Yeah. But when you've played this tough of a schedule and you're sitting here at 8-2 and ranked in the top 25, you, you really got to feel pretty good. On Selection Sunday, how much will it matter now for Missouri, for Arkansas, for Clemson to to go on to good years? Texas oh, it's A&M. huge. Yeah, you got to become like a big Missouri fan. Like they they kind of struggled to start this year. Uh, I think Clemson's going to be one of the best teams in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They just missed the NCAA tournament last season, but Clemson already has more on its resume this this year in terms of non-conference than it did all of last year. So, I mean, provided that they even just win 10 games in the ACC, I think Clemson's an NCAA tournament team. Texas A&M is going to be an NCAA tournament team. And guys, I mean, Ole Miss might be an NCAA tournament team. I mean, I, I know the schedule hasn't been tough, but the, Ole Miss has Moose to say back. And now they got Brandon Murray able to play as well because of that rule. Uh, the, the ruling from the U.S. District Court judge made Brandon Murray eligible. He was a double-figure scorer from a couple of Power Five schools over the years. So Ole Miss is going to that win's going to or that loss is, is going to hold up reasonably well. So yeah, Memphis is in good shape. But the the thing is, as we talk about, man, that they've got what two, three non-conference games left, and then it's into the league. And the only thing that really matters in the league is FAU. You don't play them until late February. They've become your new Houston. So, yeah, it's really important that they, they finish strong here. In fact, you know, look, they can play, what, Virginia and Vanderbilt in their next two games. You just absolutely cannot lose to Vanderbilt. A home loss to Vanderbilt would be catastrophic. And we've seen it happen around college basketball this last week or so when students aren't on campus and sometimes the home arenas are a little bit dead and you get a a lower-tier opponent in there and and all of a sudden you look up and you're trailing in the second half. We saw Northwestern lose to Chicago State in that environment. That's my biggest fear for Memphis right now is that they come out guns blazing, beat Virginia, and then maybe there's a letdown against Vanderbilt. You just can't lose that Vanderbilt game, really. That's 
kind of the most important one, honestly, over this next week. David, you said for Clemson, very important to get to 10 wins. That feels like, for a lot of people in the SEC, maybe all except for Kentucky and maybe UT, maybe Tennessee, 10 and 8 goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. It goes farther in the uh, SEC than it does in the ACC. The, the ACC is still uh, – uh, it is it is really struggling. I mean, Duke is not off to a great start. North Carolina lost to Kentucky in a really good game on Saturday. Uh, but you look at Clemson and Virginia, the two teams that are on Memphis' schedule, and they've got as good of a chance of any to win that league. So, uh, that, But the SEC is more competitive uh, than the ACC, and, and it's the type of league where I mean, you, you look, though, at the way Alabama started, the way Arkansas has started um, – the SEC has left something to, to be desired early on this year, too. So, I mean, really right now it's it's the Big 12 and the, and the Big East running college basketball. And, you know, we'll see what the Big 10 and the SEC can do. Uh, but, but right now they are, I think, three and four in, in the pecking order of college basketball conferences. And in the Big East, Creighton beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah they did. I mean, Alabama is off to a pretty rough start. Mm-hmm. They played, I think, five power conference teams, and they're one and four. In those games, I mean, you schedule tough, and that—that's a possibility. I don't think. But they you got to win. You can't just schedule tough. Right, and really, the only win Alabama has is over Oregon, and that's the least impressive of the of the non conference teams that they've played. So, yeah, there was this assumption that Alabama and Arkansas would bounce back immediately. They haven't. Kentucky has struggled a little bit. They got the big win over UNC, but they lost to UNC Wilmington, which makes zero sense. So it's a uh, yeah, I mean, the SEC is kind of wide open. I mean, A&M has not been as good as I thought they would be either. So the the, the league is, is up for grabs. It should be a fun year in mm-hmm. SEC basketball with five or six teams that could maybe win it. Over the weekend, Auburn beat USC. That game was actually yesterday. Uh, what What's wrong with USC right now? I mean, I think going into the season, I heard a lot of people saying that they should win the Pac-12 or at least kind of be one or two, maybe three in the Pac-12, and that they would be a surefire, uh, you know, top 25 consistently team, NCAA tournament team with Boogie Ellis and Isaiah Collier and, and all these guys they have. But they've really struggled to start the season. Yeah, I just don't think they defend uh, well enough. And that was evidenced again yeah. uh, against Auburn yesterday. Uh, they've got Bucky Gitters. I mean, y'all know, everybody knows Bucky. Right. He's only gotten better since he's been at USC after leaving Memphis. Collier, Isaiah Collier, he's the number one overall prospect in the recruiting class, and he's getting buckets. But the the defensive side of, is where I've been a little bit disappointed with, with USC and you know, now you got Bronny uh, James getting worked back in there and, and, and trying to get going, too, and that brings a whole new set of distractions, not to mention just working a, another young guard in midway through the season is, is never going to be easy. So, yeah, real disappointing um, from USC because they had a chance. They had a window to, to kind of dominate the Pac-12 this year because UCLA is down and Arizona is replacing a lot. But, I mean, Arizona is going to win the Pac-12 by about five games probably if i had to go david for the memphis tigers they let's say they beat virginia vanderbilt saturday afternoon on cbs and defeat austin p then they that, that's 11 and 2 non-conference i had them nine and four bryant had eight five we knew that 13 game non-conference was really kind of the season for memphis if they get through 11 and 2 then what, what's the what's the record 
should they have in the A in the AAC to have a th- three or four seed? Yeah, I would go. It's an eighteen game schedule, if, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. for for the AAC. So, if you want to be a three or a four seed in the NCAA tournament, I mean, realistically, you got to go sixteen and two in the in the AAC. I mean, that that that's tough to hear. But go look at the teams that are in that conference right now, other than Memphis and FAU. And I mean, the only games that maybe scare you a little bit would be going on the road against SMU or maybe. Maybe going, yeah, maybe going on the road against Wichita State, UAB, North Texas, or SMU. Like, those are the only games that you could really reasonably excuse a loss, aside from FAU. And, and really, Memphis should win a lot of those games, too. But it's back to the old situation of the old Conference USA days, where this Memphis team shows up, and they're going to get everybody's best bet, right. because in, in some cases, it's going to be the only situation where the teams they're playing have a ranked team coming to their gym and so that's the game that the student section will be the rowdiest for that's the game that the players will be the most amped up for on the opposing side so it's going to take a lot of guts a lot of fortitude for memphis to get through it but i mean yeah a three or a four seed you got to go 16 and two in in the aac just to make the dance though i mean you know i think that you can get there at at 12 and six if you're memphis wow I, I, I didn't. I didn't know that it could even go that low. Now, Florida Atlantic has that same high bar, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And to their credit, they've started to put it together a little bit in the non-con too, because they had that head scratcher of a loss to Bryant, and it was like, okay, is this FAU the FAU that that we got to know last year, or have they fallen off a cliff? Well, and, and since then, they've they've managed to pick up some quality wins. So. I mean, look, at the NCAA tournament started today, you'd have Memphis and FAU pretty comfortably in the field. And, uh, you know, unless – I mean, really the only thing that could derail either Memphis or FAU, in my opinion, um, and I think FAU would be more susceptible to this, would be a, a terrible run with injury. Um, mm-hmm. I think FAU is a little bit more star-dependent with, like, John L. Davis and, and Elijah Martin, who, who has been banged up a little bit this year, and – if something long-term happened with one of those two guys, then I would be worried about FAU. I kind of feel like Memphis is a little bit more impervious to that because of how deep they are and because of how many different guys can lead Memphis in scoring. Like, obviously, you don't want Javon Quinterly or David Jones to be out for any extended period of time, but Penny's put together a roster that is capable of withstanding even you know some, some injury issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, last Wednesday, uh, Louisville lost to Arkansas State. Not only lost, uh, they were down by 20 with about three minutes left in the game. After that loss, a lot of uh, reports came out and rumors that uh, Kenny Payne was going to be fired over the weekend. Not to mention that same day they lost Arkansas State, there was the whole situation with Karan Davis where they said he was entering the transfer portal. He comes out on social media and says he did not enter the transfer portal and then Louisville has to send out another statement saying that he was actually dismissed from the team but they wanted to try to be nice about it. Um, But then uh, over the weekend, Louisville beats Pepperdine 85-63 to what do you expect to happen with Kenny Payne? Do you expect them to still let him go after a win like that? Because it sounds like Louisville, with all of the bad things going out, they're pretty excited about beating Pepperdine. Well, that's probably the best win of Kenny Payne's tenure. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's so sad what's happened to Louisville. I mean, like, what are we doing here? I wouldn't blame them at all if they if they fired Kenny Payne. But 
I mean, what does that really accomplish? Nothing. I don't know, because you're not going to be able to get a replacement in there until after this season. So, I mean, you could sort of give the fans their bloodlust, I guess, but <laughs> it's not like some interim coach is going to come in there and lead them to an ACC title. Like, right. they're just they're just bad. Who would and be the interim? Danny Manning? Yeah, Probably. Nolan Smith is on that staff, but Danny Manning has – Head coaching experience. Uh, you, you, in the you can't. You can't do that to Nolan Smith. Not with his well, stature in Louisville basketball history. I mean, he already made a terrible decision by leaving the Duke staff to go become the no, Louisville. No, I, yeah, I, I, got, I got him confused. He, he he played at Duke, didn't he? But he's from Louisville, right? Originally, yeah. Which is why he and I'm pretty sure his, I want to say his dad played there too. But yeah, so he's, he's got ties to Louisville. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would have to be Danny Manning, and I think he would do a better job than than Kenny Payne is doing, but. There's no saving the Louisville train wreck. I mean, they've got to go out and make a make a big time hire because now, you know, they're they're not under sanctions anymore. Um, it's it's crazy. Three four years ago, they they were number one in the country for a couple weeks under Chris yeah. Mack. Yeah, I mean, and then they fired him. And now they've become the worst power conference team in the country. Maybe, maybe Vanderbilt gives them a run for their money <laughs> in that title. Like, like we need to see Louisville and Vanderbilt and, and DePaul have a, a round robin or something. <laughs> I um, love it. But yeah, it's, it's winner look- gets UNLV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just not looking good for for Stack or for for Kenny Payne. I mean, no. you know, as sometimes you you hire the great former player, the big name guy. I mean, Penny's made it work pretty well. I mean, sure I honestly has. didn't. Yeah. Penny Hardaway would be here six years in better than Patrick Ewing, know. better than Clyde Drexler, mm-hmm. better than Jawan Howard. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Jawan Howard's another one who's who's kind of. On the on the ropes right now with a Michigan team that's going to struggle to make the NCAA tournament. He's getting into fights with his strength coach <laughs> while coming off of heart surgery. I mean, there's just a lot going on there. And like, yeah. who would have thought, right? Like looking <laughs> looking ahead that that we'd be uh, kind of looking at, at Penny Hardaway as the model of stability <laughs> among <laughs> you know his sort of his sort of group or peer group of, of college basketball coaches. David, the next time we visit with you will be the night of the college football playoff national championship game. Wow. Tell us who's going to be in it, and will Nick Saban still be a head coach at Alabama? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I believe he will be. Uh, I think this is going to rejuvenate him. I mean, you think about the expansion to 12 teams. That's going to insulate him a little bit from, from any drop-off they might be experiencing because – even on a down year uh, under Nick Saban, Alabama will still qualify for a 12-team playoff. He's got Jalen Milrow uh, coming back for another year. That's That's been confirmed and announced. So he's got his quarterback. Uh, I think Tommy Reese will be back. And, and so I think I think Alabama has kind of stabilized itself a little bit here by, by sneaking into the playoff. And I'm not ready to say that they're going to beat Michigan in, in, the, uh, in the playoff in the Rose Bowl, but uh, – yeah, I'm going to go Michigan over Alabama, and I'm going to go Texas over Washington. Mm. Um, uh, Washington played a lot of close games this year. They managed to win uh, all of them. Um, you give them credit for that, but Texas is a, a different beast and, and a little bit bigger, a little bit better in the trenches than anything Washington had to face in the Pac-12. And I think that's what this playoff comes down to, is, is Michigan being the best team on the line of scrimmage in college football and, and Texas being better than Washington up there. And so... Yeah, I think Michigan versus Texas in, in the national title game. Wow. That's kind of what I've settled on. And, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to declare my winner just yet, but 
that's I mean that's going to be a titanic way to go out of this of this fourteen era. We'll do that January eighth. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We'll be we'll be on about what uh, three hours before kick. So that's right. We'll we'll have a look at Texas then and a look. I mean, at that's just two time. weeks. We're talking like huh. six months that's from right. now. I know. Well, this time of year it does, it feels like forever waiting on the on the playoffs. And thankfully, you know, the bowls kind of hold us over a little bit. But I'm already there in terms of like the the playoffs being. You know, such a huge deal, uh, and and it's kind of it's kind of like what I'm looking forward to at this point. The bowl games are nice, but you know, we're, we got to determine a national champion, and I'm really interested to see how Florida State and Georgia handle uh, the Sugar Bowl as well. Because, Wait till next I mean, year. Mm-hmm. Is the the playoffs are going to block out the sun next year? Oh yeah, yeah, they will. They will. I guess it's, it's the Orange Bowl that Georgia and Florida State mm-hmm. are in this year, correct? Mm-hmm. Not the Sugar Bowl, but yeah. No, they, they, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen to the bowls. Moving forward in the 12-team era, will they still get the viewership numbers? Because ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Because ESPN supports many of these bowl games and has them on live support because of the ratings they get. But will the 12-team playoff uh, deter the casual fan from watching the bowls? And, and if that happens, what becomes of them? Um, that's a, a subplot that doesn't really get discussed a whole lot in the, uh, in the expansion discussion. David, through two days of bowl games, what has been your favorite bowl game? <laughs> I mean, how can you not love the New Mexico Bowl and the rant that, that Jerry Kill went on uh, that after true. that game? I mean, guys, I think there needs to be a 30 for 30 on the rivalry between New Mexico and New Mexico State. <laughs> it, is, it is like low-key the nastiest, meanest rivalry uh, in college sports. And it's football and basketball and uh so to see Jerry Kill get up on the podium and go on a rant after New Mexico point. State lost in that bowl game was pretty wild. Uh, he was basically saying that the University of New Mexico uh, didn't want uh, the Aggies practicing in their facilities. And, and so uh, he used a lot of profane language and uh, basically called out the New Mexico athletic director. And, uh, wow, didn't expect that one on a late on a Saturday night uh, the first week of bowl season. There's a lot going on in college football. Are you ready for Ole Miss Twitter to melt if they oh, get the commitment Holy from cow. Walter uh, from Nolan? Can you imagine? I mean, they've already got the number one transfer class according to twenty four seven Sports. Mm-hmm. You had Walter Nolan, and, and we'll have a good and, uh, signing class Wednesday high school. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's pretty impressive. Like the Lane Kiffin effect is so real. Like he makes Ole Miss so cool, and. Hugh Freeze was a great coach, but he wasn't cool. Lane Kiffin is cool, <laughs> and and I think that matters. Like I think people, I think players want to play for him. Yeah. And you know, I remember a couple years ago, Lane Kiffin was sounding the alarm about the collective and how they needed to, to catch up and, and get competitive in that way. But like whatever he said or whatever he did is working because they're 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 able to attract high quality talent in, in the transfer portal now. They're, they're raising uh, the money because people feel like it is a good investment. Yeah, no, it is. You're getting return on that investment. Yeah. I mean, think about the the hype on Ole Miss is going to be out of control if they win the bowl game, yeah. get eleven victories for the first time in program history, go into the off season with the top ranked transfer class in the country, and uh, with the playoff expanding to twelve teams. You know, they're going to be tailor made perfectly established to make a run at that thing next year we'll start preseason about six or seven wow. and with the schedule should go to baton rouge in october six and oh huh. yeah and there ain't no Jane daniels on that lsu team next year uh so that's 
that's going to be fun. Ole Miss is a, is a great subplot. Which, by the way, guys, uh, Brett, I know you know this. Brian, maybe this is news to you. Just just completed my master's degree uh, wow. in sport analytics nice. from Ole Miss. Congratulations. So, uh, did you, did so, you, did so, you yeah. go to commencement? I didn't. I don't even think I got invited. Oh, to commencement. Uh, <laughs> didn't get invited. It was, wow. It was all mine. My my program was. Maybe I could have invited myself or just just showed up in a in a cap and gown. Uh, <laughs> I've been great. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to claim the rebels uh, this next year. Heck yeah! This hmm. going. We can change yeah. your int- intro music next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An old a CBS sports writer and Ole Miss grad. That's right. right. We'll, see, we'll see what the ball. Ole Miss do. Masters, no less. That's right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, before I disown my my balls, I gotta see I gotta see how Nico looks. Yes. Because, yeah, but, but we have a lot of hype around Nico too. I just yeah. I hate that Tennessee plays Iowa in the bowl game because I mean there's no team you would rather play your freshman quarterback against any less yeah. than, than Iowa because they just make life so miserable on you with their defense. And so I guess that game will will belong to Joe Milton. But uh, yeah, those those are the fun the fun parts about bowl <laughs> season is. Seeing the freshmen get their their chance, and seeing a team like Ole Miss have a chance to do something historic as well. So, those, those are good subplots yeah. that, that that do make it interesting. Just you know, beyond just the playoff. Well, we'll give you till after spring ball. We'll let you watch. You know what he does in the spring game, and then you can decide if you're a Tennessee guy or an Ole well, Miss. And, guy. and David, for, know, a, for content next summer, just think about all the different columns of playoff scenarios oh, of teams hosting that first round, the one through twelve. Who could advance? How many teams are this coming summer of 24 will be the best run up to college football talk ever? And that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love, I love what we're headed towards with the 12 team. I think this year gives a great momentum because of what happened to Florida State and Georgia. Their fan bases have a lot of sway in this sport. Um, and they're, they're going to be all about expansion now after they got left out. And so it's college football is in a great place in terms of the interest. The viewership. My only concern about college football is: Are we losing the soul of it? Are we losing the the heart of of college sports? With the multi time transferring and the court ruling is going to make it to where guys can go to a new school every year if they mm-hmm. want to. And you know, I mean, I know the viewership numbers are great, but there's a lot of things that are unique about college football that make people interested True. in watching it. That that because of it, the fact that it's different from the NFL, yeah, and if it becomes more like the NFL, then in the long run, does that does that uh, hurt? The, the, on, the only thing I would say to that, David, quite literally, since President Teddy Roosevelt had the poobahs of college football to the White House to discuss where is college football's rank? Are we losing the soul of college football? It, it literally has been discussed over a hundred years of we're going to lose the soul of college football, and we never have. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think this is going to do it either. I just think it. It just changes it. It changes it, but it's going to make it more interesting. In late September, October, November, all these teams are going to be forty teams in mid October that think they have a chance at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's huge. Hope is everything in sports, and the college football playoff expansion gives more teams hope, and it gives more games meaning late into the season. And I I think it still really rewards and incentivizes great regular season performance because you can get a bye you can get a home game uh if you perform well enough so those are those are really positive elements of of what's happening right now in, in college football and there's some facts of life third saturday in october hmm. red river shootout any game at tiger stadium going to bds will always matter <laughs> yeah yeah no doubt i mean 
Michigan Ohio State always going to matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it will. And the the rivalry stuff that ain't going anywhere. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm pretty bullish on the future of college football. The ratings are going to be bananas um, with, with the college football playoff this year, <laughs> um, and, and really moving into the future. So, but the, from a financial standpoint, the sport is healthy. Now it's just like a matter of when do we get the players in on that revenue, and what does that do to the other sports in the athletic department and you know, there's a lot still to figure out here about the health of college sports, but college football itself is, is, is totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, thanks so much for joining us. Like Brett said earlier, we won't talk to you next week. We won't talk to you to the uh, the week after because of uh, Christmas and New Year's. So uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. We'll talk to you again on January 8th. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Thank thanks you, David. Me. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and yours. And we will visit with David when we start the new year and on that day, two weeks from today. Is that right? Two weeks. That's right. No, three, no, weeks. three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks from today. Two weeks from College today Football National Championship game. Day. Three yeah. weeks, yeah. That's insane. That is. Now, it is not a done deal for Walter Nolan. No. It, it is it is it is far from that. Right. In fact, right? It's never uh, it's never a done deal till that ink's dry. Never is. And sa- same with signing date coming up yep. Wednesday, and the second one coming up in February. And a lot of times with NIL deals, you you show your deal, mm-hmm. and then the other places know what to match. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and it, it happens all over the place, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, potential suitors for for like, him that like are, Kirby Smart. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Kirby Smart, uh, Dylan Rayola was just uh, announced that he's flipped from Georgia to Nebraska. So interesting. And he will start first snap at Nebraska. He will. Yes. Merry Christmas from everyone at All Star Chevrolet to you and yours. And All Star Chevrolet first exit into Mississippi on Craft Goodman Road. That's off Highway 78. That's the first exit, and you're there and financing down to 1.9 or up to ten thousand dollars cash back. Plus, you make no payments for 90 days. That gets well into 2024. Set your budget around that. Your good credit deserves it, and you get it at All-Star. At All-Star, if you see a red tag, you know you're saving money. You know there's a good deal on it, on Tahoes, on Equinox, Trailblazers. Families love the Traverse with the third-row seating, so you can do more together. A holiday trip, a bowl trip this Christmas or New Year's Eve, that's what you need to be driving in. Military teachers, healthcare workers, college students, you all get instant extra $500 bonus back. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned All-Star, they're loaded up. If it's not on the lot, just ask Jeff, and they'll find it for you with all their contacts. And Kevin and Jeff, they wish everyone that's done business with All-Star this year and through the years a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and look forward to seeing you and helping you again next year. Don't forget the service department at All-Star. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Moriah, Bartlett, or Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. Well, let's go ahead. We're late for a break. Let's get to one. When we come back, it'll be time for our Sissy's Log Cabin, I guess, look ahead to the bowl season in the SEC. We'll do that next on Sports Time. You already know you can listen to Sports 56 anywhere with the Sports 56 app or at sports56whbq.com. But you can also watch us daily with live video of all of our shows on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Five, four, three, two, one. Time for a look back at the weekend in the SEC. 
Brought to you by Sissy's Log Cabin, the official jeweler of the Memphis Grizzlies with 9,000 square foot in Laurelwood. Let's go inside the SEC with Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan. Chad Kelly in the gun formation. Third and inches for Ole Miss. Carlton will kick it. It is on the way and it is up. Buck Ballou looking at it, going to pitch it to Herschel Walker, try to get him outside. He's going to get five. The snap is high. Kelly grabs it, wants to throw, fires it up in the air. Treadwell can't get it. It is good! Oh, my! Get a deflection, is caught! Deflection is caught! And down the sidelines is Adeboyjo. He's to the end zone. He's in there. Touchdown, Ole Miss. He's got 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. He needs a block. There goes Herschel. There goes Herschel. And you can wrap this one in maroon and white, my friends. Arkansas is headed to Atlanta. The national champion is clad in big orange. We were at Sissy's Log Cabin on Friday, and all the years of radio remotes, I could not tell you the number of remotes I've done. I think it was the most fun I've ever had. And I know they really appreciated the outpouring of people coming by, our listeners. We appreciate it so much. We appreciate them, and they're going to be with us uh, through 2024 and beyond, and we look forward to that. And we will have Tiger basketball tickets Mm -hmm. the rest of the year. And we'll have Grizzlies tickets periodically. And so much fun on Friday. And remember, the extended store hours for holiday shopping and the official, official grand opening will be in mid-January. The the vision they have is a premier destination for extraordinary jewelry combining tradition with modern elegance in that that standalone store on Poplar. We've never had anything like that in Memphis. We're proud to be a part of it. And they've been with us really since SEC Media Days, and we'll be into 2024, and we could not appreciate it anymore. Thank you so much to Bill Jones and his great team at Sissy's Log Cabin. The SEC doesn't get going until a week from Wednesday in bowl action. And again, this is not our picks. This is just kind of like our preseason picks, just wins and loss. It starts with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, a great bowl at a great stadium. I was there last year. I hope the performance by the SEC team is better than the one they had last year hmm. when uh, Ole Miss was there in, in in name only. This year, I think A&M is going to be about the same way with that. Yeah, who's going to start for A and M? Who knows? Because they're all in the board. They're all gone. Yeah, no, they're they're. I mean, it, you're going to see that a lot, Brett. We were talking during a break. Same with this. Oklahoma State. Didn't, yeah, this is the lack of motivation bowl. Well, and and Brett, we've been talking about it. You know, we've been sitting here watching this Western Kentucky Old Dominion game, which what a great game this has been. Uh, and we've been. You said it during a break that quarterbacks. I mean, this is really when quarterbacks matter. If you have, we've been talking about the year of the backups in the NFL, but really. Bowl season is starting to become. Do you have a good backup quarterback? Do they care? Staying? Are they do there? They care, yeah. And so I heard. You know, I saw a report. I think over the weekend that you know there was a team that either played this weekend or is playing this week at some point that were having wide receivers and running backs taking snaps because they just don't know who's going to start at quarterback. And I think you're going to see that at places. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is going to be the bring your own motivation bowl. SEC, A&M, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma State. We're not picking the spread. Mm-hmm. Just straight up, who do you think wins the game? I think Oklahoma State wins I it. do, too. Yeah. So one for anti-SEC already. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Clemson, a four-point favorite over Kentucky. Just straight up, who wins? I think Clemson wins it. I agree. Wow. Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Ohio State, Mizzou. 
my first SEC team winning. I'm going I'm to go Missouri in this one. Same. I think, and so we'll, we'll love the point spread yeah. when we get around to that a couple of Fridays from now. Uh, Peach Bowl, Ole Miss mm-hmm. against Penn State. I think Penn State's going to win this one, but I also just love Penn State. So, and I think Ole Miss heart. wins it for a lot of different they reasons. Could, yeah. the, to get to the 11th win huge, is yeah. really big, mm-hmm. and it, and they know this helps set about four or five more pegs mm-hmm. the starting point for next year but it'll be a really close game to match up of two ten and two teams Ole Miss could beat everybody but the big two yes Georgia and Bama That's right. Penn State beat everybody mm-hmm. and beat them badly except for the big two right. Ohio State Michigan Transperfect Music City Bowl Auburn and Maryland I'm gonna go Auburn in this one why not I'm going to go Maryland. Oh, our first di- or no, our second disagreement. Se- two second in a row. one, but we're kind of kind of the same on picks. Yeah, uh, Georgia and Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Speaking of motivation, uh, I'm going to go with uh, with Georgia in this one. Yeah. I'm going to go with Georgia too for lack of motivation yeah, for Florida State really being wrong. Sure, uh, Rely Quest Bowl. That's the old Outback Bowl in Tampa, Wisconsin, LSU, and the breaking news: Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. will not play. Yeah, I'm still going to go LSU in this one. I, Me too. I have not been impressed at all with Wisconsin this year. First year for the new coach, he did a pretty good job, but not not that impressive. Yeah. Iowa and Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl. Uh, I'll go Tennessee. Why not? I am too. Alabama, Michigan, just straight up. Michigan's a one point favorite, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to take Bama. Mm, I'm going to take Michigan. So we didn't have many wins for the SEC. We did not. I think I had let's see one, two. I had five wins and. Four losses. I've, I've, I'm four and two. Wow, wow. No, I'm, I'm sorry, four and five. So, nine, nine games. Wow. So, so yeah. So we're, all, I mean, we're pretty close to each other, but it's going to be a, it's, it's a tough slate. And I, but I mean, also, I think there's, you know, a lot of really good games. I in can't here. count six, six and three, six and three SEC for me. <laughs> I can't count. I had Mizzou and Ole Miss over in another column. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Okay, so final verdict, six and three. Straight up six and three. Gotcha, okay. And if Bama does that and gets to the finals, that's a win for bowl season. And let me establish now, for me, the bowls matter. Yes. You can take whatever team you want to. Mm -hmm. Whoever wants to play can play. Yes. I I don't want to cherry pick. I don't want to get to the end of this and and the SEC goes two and seven and it could Mm -hmm. and me come in. Oh, the bowls don't matter. matter. I'm not doing that. Bowls matter. The bowls matter if it's two and seven or Mm -hmm. seven and two. If it's six and three and Alabama's in the national championship game, that's a good bowl season for the SEC. Here's what I'm going to love is everybody's going to tell me that if the SEC does well, Mm -hmm. how little the bowls matter. (laughs) But that was the same people telling me that September was the end all and be all in college football. That's right. That's right. Oh, let me get this straight. September matters, mm-hmm. but the bowl season doesn't. Right. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know, Brett. That makes sense to me. And I want everybody that tells somebody that the bowls don't matter. Mm-hmm. Go up to a head coach that wins a bowl game or loses. Oh, yeah. And tell them the bowl didn't matter. Oh, yeah. Johnny, try going up to Coach Ryan Silverfield uh-huh. after a Tiger win and telling him what you just did didn't matter. How do you think that's going to go over? Uh, with that's you? not going to go over too well, man. Because I, they they put a lot of preparation and time in that every game. They matters. sure do. Tell every game loss, matters. I mean, good lord. And and, and you, you saw it over the weekend. Who, who knew Jerry Kill would jump crazy over over the New Mexico Bowl? And I, I just love some of these people that say they don't. Me trying telling Lane Kiffin if it's an eleventh oh, win, it didn't matter. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, that's not going to work. Try that. Uh-uh. 
Uh-uh. So up front, they matter, they matter to me. They they one hundred percent matter. I I agree. But no, I think some really good games in here, and obviously we're gonna you know circle back around to a lot of these um, when we make our picks, and and next week when we do our look back at the week and in the points spread is so, what really matters. Well, yeah, that's what really matters, and that's what really matters in this game right now with Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. Brett, oh look at this um, little we've got working. Brett, I don't know if you were seeing. Oh. Mm. I think Western Kentucky's doing better when I'm not watching. Yeah, Brett, and I have watching. to turn my back to uh-huh. the the Zoom screen. Yes, Brett, you to watch were not the game. looking. Western Kentucky blocked a field goal. They didn't, did um, they? They did, and got the ball back down seven. Down seven. We got a group hey, lock on. Hey Johnny. man, we could we but, could have some Johnny, going. We got reputations Johnny, on the line. Johnny. Me too. We learned um, during the last break. We've been sitting here talking about six and a half, something like no, that. We have it two, two and, a and a half on Friday. So um, we need them to win the game. We got Western Kentucky plus two uh-huh. and a half yeah. on Friday. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we need them to win. <laughs> Man, the two and a half killed us all weekend, didn't it? Tigers, yes. Tigers, yes, it did. Kentucky. But Brett, I did um, before we went to our last break. I did live bet Western Kentucky plus six and a half. Love it. Momentum. I mean, they they have the momentum. Um, so how so, about that? So far in the bowls, just to, you know, just six games played. Favorite has won three times. Dog three times. It's gone over three, under three. Wow. If you win the rushing battle, you're four and two. Holy you win God. the passing battle, you're four and two. Brett, it's early. But did I win a single game, a bowl game over the weekend? You did. You went two and four. I went two and four. Johnny went wow. four and two. Good job, Johnny. Real good job, good Johnny. Weekend. Good weekend. Real good. great weekend, man. Yeah, whatever. If you win this year, you don't get to participate right. next year. That's right. Don't forget it. So maybe first to last, maybe the top rope. <laughs> maybe let that influence. We your wouldn't picks do you like that, moving John. forward. But let's get to a break. When we come back, it'll be time for big number of the day. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Big Daddy. Hello, Big Brand. It's a guy, he wants to be big, then he gets big, he doesn't want to be big anymore, then he gets small, but the suit's too big. Big Daddy. The Big Boy. You're a big guy. I think she's trying to pull a fast one on Big Daddy. The big number of the day. Uh, Johnny's not going to like this big number, but I really don't care at this point. Is that my phone? Good lord! That's your phone. Um, that was the that was the game that I that I did not try to pull up because um, I was trying to pull up the stats. What are we doing? Okay, my big number today: thirty and a half. Okay, thirty point five. Thirty point five. Interesting. Where we have decimal, a decimal points, point. That was the live spread. For the Western Kentucky Old Dominion game in the first quarter, because Old Dominion jumped all over Western Kentucky to did start the game. Did you get any of that? Uh, I did not. Thirty and a half. Thirty and a half. Twenty-eight nothing to start the game um, early in the second quarter. Now it is a seven-point game with thirty seconds left. Western Kentucky's quarterback just took a sack. I don't know. Oh, block nobody. Uh, let's yeah. go. Let's run a play and nobody block anybody. Yeah, just, okay. just nobody let's see block that anybody. Um, so I mean, works, Johnny. I mean, it don't work. <laughs> the fact that Old Dominion was at one point in this game a thirty and a half point favorite. And they are now only up by seven. Is insane. That's that's, bo- a, that's, that's bowl pretty good, Brian. We're that's grinding. A, that's on this the bowl game, season for you. Do we that, take a field goal not, here and try? No, they're going to go, go for it. They're going to go for it, and we're going to lose because this 
team, all they do is run screens and that ton- stuff and ain't working. Flat. Tunnel screens all, oh, all day in a lot of traffic, or or run this corner. They've been running the same. They corner ran the same corner four route. times in a row. It hadn't worked yet. No, got one they pass got one pass or fans. I guess they were trying to draw another pass. My yes. big number is thirty five. Okay, as in thirty five years ago, nineteen ninety eight. Both the Browns and the Bengals. Oh yeah, Western Kentucky. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to start over. <laughs> yes, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. yes sir. <laughs> Go for two here. We, Go we, for two. We, here. we want him to. We, we'll make it. Oh, he's kicking the extra point. I see the one up. Oh, we want him to miss, don't we? We want him to miss. I mean, we, I mean, if they. They have all the momentum right now. From the top. My big number is 35, as in 35 years ago, 1988. That's the last time both the Browns and the Bengals made the playoffs in that football-mad state of OH. Oh, okay, okay. They've never met in the playoffs, and they've never won a, a, a playoff game in the same year against each other. And in 1988, you might think, well, it was a good year in the state all the way around. No. Ohio State four six and one that year. Hard to wow. believe Ohio State ever went four six and one ever. That is really hard Brett, to believe. That's an amazing number, man. Another number. amazing big that number, that man. De- I got you. Got to beat the decimal point. Hey, yeah, you. Yeah, it got <laughs> you. Beat the but, decimal but point. But I can amend my big number now because Old Dominion was a thirty and a half point favorite live in game, and now the game's tied. I like so it, Brad. I like it, Brad. Seven. <laughs> What wow. a comeback! For I the can't toppers. believe this game's going to overtime. I really can't. I can't believe. Forgive it me, Hilton family. Brett, you were saying it earlier. Yeah, I've got faith. I've got faith that it, we can just twenty-eight-seven. I thought if we can get to twenty-eight uh-huh. fourteen, I felt better. If we can score before halftime, I mean, we're in it. Old Dominion's not the Green no, Bay Packers. No, no, but man, Western Kentucky on we. Brett, I well, was, that was a, that was a hot take. It, wasn't it? It sure Old was. Dominion's not the Green oh, Bay Packers. Yeah, wow. Um, analysis there, Brett. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'll I be was here in, six o'clock. I was I was getting some water, and we I got, think that know, kind of analysis maybe. might be a call during the break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett, you're done. You're done. Um, but uh, I went out. It was getting some water in our break room. We got a TV in there, and this game was on in there, and the you know sound was on, and literally the who I, I can't remember who's doing play-by-play on this game he said uh we we got the third string fourth string i don't know what quarterback we have in here for west really Kentucky. don't we just got a quarterback in here <laughs> I mean, there, there have been different guys in there all day yeah no this is this is incredible 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter um i'm sure they'll run overtime. it out and we'll go to overtime incredible game Brett, Free football. I, I said it earlier they are uh this bowl is number two on my power ranking moving right up now. isn't it uh no it can't be the new Orleans. i mean Something I gotta say about the New Orleans Bowl is they have stuck to their tradition. I mean, the same sure logo and colors that back in 2003 sure when I attended You're right. my first bowl you went game to the fun when I went to the well, FAU game, yes, it's the exact same. And I it love really it. is every year. It makes me so happy when I sit down and watch the New Orleans Bowl and see that beautiful logo midcourt and or the, midfield and the lighting at the dome oh, is yeah. the best lighting in sports. It's great. It's great. We had some ugly. What was it? Uh, the Cure Bowl. On Saturday, had lighting issues, pour, and it was pouring rain. Arkansas basketball ugly. Saturday, North Little Rock had lighting oh, yeah. issues. It sure did. Sure, they did. were up twenty against Lipscomb, Lipscomb and yeah. Lipscomb missing their two best players. Mm-hmm. Arkansas won by one. Wow, wow! I missed that with all of the good basketball and football on NFL and college on Saturday. You really kind of had to pick and choose what you were going to watch. I just take it all in. Uh, I guess you try as as much as you could, but it was it was really hard to keep everything straight. Well, let's go ahead uh, and get to a break. Wrap up this hour, and when we come back, we're talking Tiger football with Jonah Dillon.